0: Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. Got me now. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live in the morning. Let's start this thing off right. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, boom. I'm still feeling it. I ain't gonna lie to you. But yesterday. All about emotions, right? All about feeling good about said victory. Today, are going to talk about the how. How did Sunday's thrashing of the Philadelphia Eagles happen? we going to jump into the lab. We're going to take a look at how this offense. I mean, it just it continues to impress me from a schematic standpoint. Dak is locked in. These weapons are locked in. McCarthy's locked in. We're going to take a look at it. In. The roundup though, the league, you know, it keeps it keeps showing that it'll humble you. <laughs> you know, it will humble you if you don't bring it week in and week out. We'll briefly touch on that. And uh we got an update on the whole Jonathan Hankins situation and how the Cowboys will proceed moving forward. I have some thoughts on on what they could do to protect themselves. They already kind of did that, but they can continue to do that. But anyway, we'll talk about that for a little bit as well before we jump. Into the lab. Now, yesterday, I had to have a, a, a heart out or a cold out, whatever you want to call it, uh, because we had the Doc Talk. So, actually, if you want to go check out what Doc had to say about Hankins' injury, you can. Um, so, I didn't get a chance to really get to all the calls. I didn't get a chance to to get to the, the Super Chats. So, today, we will do that. I'm going to try to get s- smoothly, move smoothly through the opening and the film session and then we'll uh, hit these phone lines and talk to you guys for a little bit. All right. What's good, Bomb Squad? How y'all doing Bomb
1: Squad!
0: That bow and arrow been feeling, been feeling real good lately. Been feeling real good. And so have these film sessions because the Cowboys offense has been rolling. I mean, they this is, in my opinion, the most consistent offense. The 49ers and the Cowboys in the National Football League. And, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't get fooled again. Cowboys have been doing this for like two months now. So there, there is, this is who they are. And if they ever bring their A game that day or even their B game, because last week was their B game, the Cowboys would be tough to stop. Um, here's the phone lines. three five one nine 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 three seven eight. Wait, wait, not that button. 3787. Um, call in. We'll wrap we'll to you guys for a little bit. Uh, that'll be after we talk about the how from Sunday, and then uh, we'll wrap up the, you know, the celebration, or yesterday was a celebration, today's the film, the how, and then tomorrow we start talking about the Buffalo Bills game, all right? With that said, let's hit this roundup. up. It's time! It's
1: time! It's time! It's time.
0: Time. 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 It's time. time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys.
1: Let me talk to you.
0: Do we have a, a traitor in the house here? Who are you, sir? Felt like the Eagles played like crap. It really wasn't us that played well. Excuse me, sir. You know what? I'm glad we're starting off with this week-to-week league thing here. I don't even need to say nothing. The Tennessee Titans, who uh, for all intents and purposes probably should be tanking, aren't a good team, aren't playing well, but they go on the road to Miami and defeat the Dolphins 28-27. to But we want to talk about another team not playing well? What not that played well. This league continues to show you every single week. Just about you can't take anyone for granted. Damn sure not a ten and two team. <laughs> talking about. I, I I try to preach this man every single week, and that's why everybody that want to come on here talking about the the opponents and all this stuff. I don't understand how you look around the league and you could diminish what the Cowboys have done to set opponents because those opponents take other teams to the brink or they flat out beat them. On the same night, the New York Giants, with Danny DeVito's little cousin, third-string backup quarterback found in his mom's basement playing Call of Duty, beat the first-round pick, Packers, For really nothing, really. I mean, the Giants aren't going to the playoffs. But they're on a three-game win streak now. Two upsets in one night. Almost every week we're getting upsets happening in the league. You take care of business. I don't care what they got going on on the other side of the ball. You continue to build. The Cowboys did that. They got a big one coming up. Probably a better team if we're being completely honest. But I love how the league continues to not just humble these teams, but humble these fans, you know? Because by at the end of the year, whatever your record says, they're not going to say, ah, yeah, but commanders. Ah, yeah, but Rams. Ah, yeah, but no, they're not. It's going to say 14-3, and three, either home field or division winner. Get into the tournament and you take care of business. Week-to-week league, man. Get some Cowboys news. Jonathan Hankins, you know, came out actually probably Sunday. But it was official yesterday by Steven Jones that he's suffering from a high ankle sprain. Uh, This comes from Steven. He's got a high ankle sprain, Jones said on 105 Through the Fan. We don't think it's going to be a severe one. He's going to be getting further looked at in terms of exactly what we're dealing with here. We'll know more as the day goes by. Um, Again, we talked to to Doc about this yesterday. You know, he's obviously not their personal doctor, but he gives us his professional medical advice on it. In the meantime, no matter how long Hankins is out, if it's high, usually you're talking like four to six I don't know the severity, maybe more closer to the four. Either way, this around the same time last year, Jonathan Hankins went out against the Colts, and he missed the rest of the regular season, came back in the playoffs, and he was a big deal for the Cowboys. That same time, I don't think the Cowboys really had an answer behind Jonathan Hankins. I think that's why you saw them draft Mozzie Smith, and I think that's why you see them during the regular season go out and get a Carl Davis. Let's talk about those two gentlemen real quick. Carl Davis was signed a few weeks back, six foot five, 335 pound nose tackle. He played last year with the New England Patriots, right? Had a sack, four stops, but he played 183 of those 218 snaps at nose tackle. So I think he's going to rotate with Mozzie Smith in doing those things. Now, here's the interesting thing Mozzie Smith. Hasn't played a whole bunch of head-up, nose-tackle this year. He's he's played more shaded, more one-tech, which that, that's what he is, but he's also, he's also a, a nose-tackle body. Hank is a nose-tackle, right? Been around, veteran, knows how to control guys with one hand, angle. He, he's just, I just think he's one of the most underrated guys we have on this defense. He's going to be missed. But now it's time for Mozzie to grow up. Right, he's going to have to grow up fast. And I am thankful that they do have a guy like Carl Davis, though, on this team. Because I personally don't think Mozzie can handle the full snap load that he's probably, most people would probably think he should get. Again, Hankins is underrated, man. This is a dude that can play, for a guy his size, 340 plus. I mean, he can play 25, 30, 35, 40 snaps. He's done it. He's played 25 or more snaps seven times this year. Mozzie Smith has only done that once, and the last few games his snaps have kind of topped off at about 12, 13. That's going to go up to about 20, 22, and they're going to have to mix in Carl Davis. So these two gentlemen are going to have, they're going to have to be the bridge until Hankins gets back. They're going to have to be the bridge along with a Chauncey Golston, but Chauncey Golston's more three-tech, come in, give you pass rush stuff, maybe some second-and-long things. He, he's not going to be a whole bunch of one-tech, but and Osa's probably going to slide in and do some things as well. But we don't want to take Osa out of what he does great, right? So it's going to be huge, man. It's going to be huge. That role that, that Hankins has, specifically nose tackle over the center a lot of the times, between Mozzie and, and Carl Davis, somebody's going to have to take that over. And I, I personally think it'll be Carl Davis. I'm not saying he's going to play 35 snaps. You'll see snaps where Mozzie's lined up over the nose. But if I had to guess, uh, because of Carl Davis's experience, his versatility, I think he probably understands the professional nose tackle position more than Mozzie does at the moment. So they'll sprinkle in Mozzie at the nose, but they'll continue to play a lot more one. Yeah. Plus, I don't think they're going to want to put too much on this plate, Cowboys Nation. Big loss, though, man. Big loss should know how I feel about, about Jonathan Hankins. I, I do. I personally think he's, he's a, a very underrated part of this defense. And uh, it's just weird how it works out, man. About the same time, I want to say week 14 or 15 last year, He got hurt, missed the rest of the regular season, came back in the playoffs, happens again. But kudos to the front office for having, I don't want to say foresight, but for ensuring themselves, right? Uh, Last year, I don't think they necessarily did that. This year, they at least got a body that's similar, a guy that's a veteran that's played that role. A lot of people yesterday when the news broke, it really honestly, right when it happened, when he left with the car, it was like, hey. Let's go get XYZ player. The big name that was popped up was Sue. Um Su hasn't played. Uh he's way older. You know, he's he's up there in age. I I don't necessarily, I I like the idea of getting somebody to put on the practice squad if you do IR Hankins. I'm not really I really don't care for Sue per se, me personally. I will go out hit somebody's practice squad. Maybe has this guy played some snaps during a regular season if not fine as long as this guy's been a part of the team throughout the, the you know off season or throughout the regular season somebody that's that's out there playing that's doing football things you know week in and week out so if if you want to add somebody to this team I would get somebody that's already been playing you know because this isn't like Maybe other years where you could say, you know what, I can afford this guy to have to ramp up for three weeks, two weeks, whatever it is, right? I don't necessarily think that's the case. Because you've got a, a gauntlet of an ending here. Right? You got Buffalo next week, Miami after that. Detroit. The Washington football people, you know, that you know, they don't really run the ball that much, but but either way. Right, like you, you've you got a bit of a gauntlet to finish this schedule or finish this season. So I think you need to get somebody that if they need to play now, they can go out there and play now. I don't think that's necessarily the case for, how old is Nick who 37 or something. An older player that hasn't played. Right? So I'd go out and get somebody that could play for you. All right, Cowboys Nation, let's switch this thing up real quick. Flip it back to the offense side of the ball and quickly get into my sky optics from what I saw on film. And and it's really not a bunch of X's and O's until we get to the actual film. Uh, More so, again, this title today, or at least the thumbnail, was talking about a Cowboys bullied the Philadelphia Eagles. And it was only right that I start with Tyler Smith. Because as I'm watching this thing, and the way I watch it, again, it's, it's it's very interesting. I have to watch it from a schematic standpoint and watch it from an online standpoint, jot down my notes. And sometimes you don't even need to jot down any notes because it just sticks with you. And just watching Tyler Smith, man, I talked about this on Vach's show yesterday. You really have to be a technical guy. Like, you, you don't want to get in the ring with Tyler Smith and think you're going to beat him. And... A guy like Jalen Carter is not technical just yet. Fantastic athlete, bully in the ring type, bull in China shop type. Jordan Davis, not a technical guy, just a bully, want to push you around. You can't do that with Tyler Smith all day. You need to have some form of technical weaponry in your arsenal, man. And there was this one particular play, a, AQ Shipley pointed it out. I'm going to play this play, and then we'll run it back and just just marvel at how ridiculous this dude is. I don't care if you want to call this a penalty or not. It's not in my opinion, but you know Eagle fans. Take a listen to AQ Shipley, former uh, offensive lineman in the NFL, break down this, this freaking suplex, this rock bottom, this choke slam. Tyler Smith did.
1: This guy right here, I mean, grown man strength right here. Tyler Smith is becoming one of, if not the best left guards in football. And he's going against an inside shade right here, which is one of the toughest blocks in football whenever you got to go inside because this guy can shoot the gap and he can also throw you by because you're going this way and work up the gap. One of the hardest driving and just blocks in football, and just gets under him. Drives, boom! Body slam.
0: This is brought it back, man. I mean, he's ours, Cowboys Nation. A couple of weeks back, I had tweeted Tyler Smith is is really wearing that seventy three proudly. He's making the other 73 very, very proud. Arguably the top guard playing football, and he's not even refined. He's not even refined. And this is just in the run game. This is a quarterback sneak, by the way. In the past department, yes, there were certain they didn't he didn't get documented for pressures technically in this game. They said to give up zero pressures. There were certain times though where ball comes out that doesn't get documented as a pressure. But he was still really good in that department, too. I could you know, I could just let this play all the whole entire show, and I don't think anybody would complain. But we got one. He's an absolute mauler. He's a brute. And like I said, if you want to wrestle with Tyler Smith, that's the wrong thing to do. I don't get how people look on the film and be like, you know what? (laughs) This week, I'm just going to try to dump Tyler Smith. You're going to get dumped. Gave that man a rock bottom on the way to a first down. But the offensive line in general, I thought was much better in this game, obviously, right? Compared to, to the last game. It wasn't, again, the smoothest or cleanest or prettiest for Terrence Steele. Gave up the one sack, which is better than the four. Gave up some pressures, which was better than the 12. And, of course, Dak got away from some things, getting the ball out quick. Maybe on the move a little bit. But I thought it was a better performance on that side. I thought it was a better performance holistically from this line in general. A better performance in this game from from Tyler. I'm talking about Tyler. I mean Tyler Biotis. There's going to be a player we're going to show here in a second uh, where, you know, he gets beat, but he recovers. And and that happened a few times. He got beat, and he recovered, and you were able to get some yards out of it. Again, was it the prettiest? No, it won't be against that defensive front, man. Fletcher Cox, for as old as he is, he just knows how to push the pocket and make things happen. Brandon Graham, as old as he is, he knows how. And then you got some of the youthful guys like Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter and Josh Sweat. And. And, and, and Hassan Reddick, I thought given the, the competition you played on the other side of the offensive line, played really well. They were physical. They were aggressive. They didn't allow Philly to play on their side of the line of scrimmage. They pushed that of their line their side of the line of scrimmage more often. So really fun stuff to watch. Killer instinct balance is what I have here. And As I'm watching this thing and, and you're, you're looking at the flow of the game and you're looking at, okay, what's the score? Where are we at? Like, you, and you realize some of the plays that are being drawn up. I'm coming away from this thing, Sam McCarthy just has this natural kind of understanding this balance, this understanding of the flow of the game and when to have a killer instinct. Now, sometimes the play might've not hit for the killer instinct, but nonetheless, it got you a first down or might've got you some yards, but th- I keep saying this. I've been saying it for the last couple of days. He continues to show you the difference between a, a tenured, smart, good offensive coordinator that has shown the ability to adapt compared to a young guy trying to get it from the mud and establish himself that needs to say, hey, look look how pretty this is so you can hire me to be your guy. He, he keeps doing this week in, week out. McCarthy keeps showing you, hey, I've got a plan. I've got a purpose. I know when to turn it up, when to dial it back. I know when to be a killer. I ain't saying I'm always one. Just don't push me. And you see that kind of matriculate from the top down to your quarterback, to your your skilled players, to your running back, to your offensive line. I think we're very fortunate to have Mike dialing this thing up. Very fortunate also to have Shadi and Mike... Um, Working with Dak Prescott, and, and that kind of takes me to my next point, where, where Mike, Shoddy and Dak, I think they've really put this thing together, as I tweeted here, where there always seems to be an answer in this offense. Now, I'm not saying 100% of the time, but damn it, it feels like at least 80-85% of the time, there's always an answer in this offense. How many times last year and years before did we come out here and we do these tape Tuesdays, win or lose, and we're like, where is the guy in the middle or why are we and this doesn't make sense and it was just too many times. This offense is giving these receivers an outlet. It's giving Dak an outlet. And as long as you have the quarterback that is able to read what's going on, which you do, there always seems to be an answer. That's kind of what I want to get at right now. I want to jump right into this film room and and talk about the drive of the game. Now, before we fully jump into the drive of the game, I want to talk about a few plays that, again, shows that understanding of the game. This This was actually well after the first drive, and that is my drive of the game. This was well after that. This Cowboys coming out in an empty set. I have three-level flood with a vertical stretch and a backside emergency. We'll get to that backside emergency part. But this is a, 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 a pretty much a flood concept that's going to happen right here. But it's interesting flood type of concept because it's it's a it has a vertical stretch to it. And I think this can work against man, and obviously it can work against zone because it's going to stress out that corner and that safety. But this is kind of the flat. I believe, by Tobert in the the seam, or not the seam, the nine route by Gallup. And right behind that, CeeDee Lamb's going to hit, I think, Eli Ricks with a nice move at the top of his route on and out. But this, again, is about your quarterback reading what's going to happen. So you got a too high look right now from the defense. They're going to rotate down at the snap. He's going to play that robber, rat type of technique because usually we'll run this over, right? Usually... He's coming here, but instead, that's not what happens. It gets wide open. And again, after the snap, this became a man look. Pre-snap, it looks like possibly zone. It looks like middle of the field open. So Dak is reading this safety. Now, if you go look at the other angle, what happens post-snap, they're going to rotate. This is what Dak is seeing here. He's going to rotate back. He's going to come down in this hole here and try to take away an over route. Well, that doesn't happen. And this is why it's important to have a quarterback that knows what the hell he's seeing. Once he sees that, Dak Prescott knows I got an easy, easy completion to CD Lamb. But that was a hell of a route, hell of a throw. Love that play. Okay, so they didn't run zone on that particular play. But on this one, third and four, the top of the fourth quarter, Got to have this first down. You don't want to give the ball back to the Eagles for a chance to go down and make this a one possession game. So this time they come out four strong and they're going to get the zone look. Now I have delay flood mesh and we'll get to that in a second, but they're going to get the zone look now. It's kind of a shallow Tampa two with this linebacker. He's going to mug the a gaps, pretend I'm a blitz and get back. And they're going to try to take advantage of this area right here and trip up their coverage, trip up their communication. Again, the reason why I say kind of a delay flood is because they got a four strong. You're going to get a motion from uh, Rico Dowdle, And at the end of this route or in the middle of it, per se, CD lamb is going to run this shallow crosser with uh Brandon cooks on the mesh. I love this again, because look at the pressure is going to put on the corner. Now you're getting a zone. Look, there's a motion, By the way, check this out. You get an easy chip right here. There's the pressure. So you get the zone look. He's back here. I'm firing out over here. He can come to the flat. He knows he has him coming here, and he's back in his zone. He's filling in his hole, but we're taking advantage of 24 Bradbury. This is how you stress out, in my opinion, whatever look they decide to come out in. But here's the kicker. If if we can just go ahead and have a little bit of extra time, maybe he hits Michael Gallup down there. But we're in third and four. Just in case you get some pressure, which you do, just in case you get some pressure, I've got options. First down. There is always an answer in this offense. Now let's get to the drive of the game. My drive of the game, for me, was the opening drive. Because Brian Schottenheimer talked about this. He said, hey, look, when, when the team decides to defer and give you the ball, oh, that's telling you something. So you go out and you punch him in the mouth and you become a bully. So I got the opening drive as a drive of the game. First 15 film plus perimeter blocking. What I mean by first 15 film, I'm big on first 15, huge on it, Right. What did the previous team do to the Eagles that was successful? They couldn't deal with the edge running attack. They couldn't deal with the speed on the edge. So we come out at the beginning of the game, and we hit them with this kind of jet sweep type of motion situation, and we get 22 yards off of it. But this doesn't work unless you get plus blocking, right? This doesn't work unless our guy Jalen Tobert gets upfield and gets a nice seal block here and that's what happens but it's not just Jalen Tobert either take a look at TP on the outside nice seal block later in this game they did they stole another play from the 49ers by the way where they had Tony Pollard as a lead blocker for C.D. Lamb love it stress them out early in this game All right, duo running back Mike Reed get skinny and finish Cowboys are getting a little better with this duo block. It was it was mad sloppy to start the season, but they're getting a little bit better. Uh, what do we mean by duo? They're going to come here. And we want to get up here. We want to get up here, but it's not always clean. That's what I mean by the Cowboys really haven't been the cleanest when it's come to these duo blocks. And what I mean by Mike running back Reed is the running back is reading what this guy is going to do. If 52 attacks his left A gap, we're going to go right. If 52 attacks his right A or B gap, we're going to go left. Let's take a look at what we do here. We got the duo. We're reading 52, put your foot in the ground and hit it. Now, you can't you can't account for buyer, right? You can't account for the unaccountable man in this situation. So you've got to make a miss. Get skinny Finish. Great run by Tony Pollard. Move the chains. Find out we can run the ball and I'm okay. Well, let's run a trap play. Not a fan. The Cowboys haven't been running this play very well throughout the season, but we're going to try it. We're going to trap. We want to get up here. We want to get up here. But the reason why this, it works only because of, in my opinion, the running back. The reason why this works is because Rico Dowdle presses, it makes a great cut. But this is what I mean by 63 recovery. He initially gets beat here. This happens a lot with him, but I like the recovery. So Milton Williams initially beats him. This is your toast right now. Your toast, number one. Number two, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> what's Cuzzo doing? <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. But this isn't really what they want to do. They really want to get Terrence Steele up on 52 here. Zach Martin wants to get up on 41. Jalen Carter tackles Terrence Steele, and it's just mad sloppy. But nice recovery by Tyler Biotis. Zach Martin gets to the second level. Rico Dottle makes a guy miss, and we finish. You can see the recovery on the other side as well. Gets beat. I mean, he's really beat. He's in the three-point stands after the three-point stands. Recovers. This is what I mean by you want to, he, he really needs to get to 52. If he gets to 52, maybe we might hit a home run here. But nonetheless, you're running the ball well on these guys. Let's keep it moving. Middle of the field, open to middle of the field, close, man, spy, pump, fake, flat, curl. Love this from your quarterback, man. This These next two plays are about your quarterback reading the defense. So at the snap, I'm sorry, not at the snap, pre-snap, you got a middle of the field, open look right now. All right, so we'll let the play run a little bit. Once they snap this thing, once again, we're rotating back and we're trying to play Robber. But peep this. This is good stuff here from Dak Prescott. Once he rotates, we know now we're in man. We're manned up. I've got this guy. We're all man across the board, all man. Across the board. Except this dude right here. Dak Prescott, because of his legs, he's been able to make plays after the initial reads, right? Or in this kind of red-green area, he's actually been running for touchdowns. So they're going to put a spy on Dak Prescott. Peep game, 52. Shifts over. He's spying Dak, man. He's basically spying Dak, playing in this whole route, not really worried about much else. Now, I want you to watch this safety, because if he doesn't hesitate and he just fires down on Tony Pollard, maybe he gets a big hit. Maybe Tony Pollard doesn't get an eight-yard completion. But watch the hesitation because of this curl flat situation from, I believe, it's Jake Ferguson. He holds him up for a split second. Dak wants this. This is what Dak wants. He wants this here. Gets a nice pump fake, and he's wide open. This is is quarterbacking. This isn't one read and we're taking off. You'll see it from the other angle. Set. I want the slant. I don't have the slant. Pump fake. Tony Pollard. Eight yards. Now this is the touchdown. The initial coverage is amazing. Really good coverage. They take out your primary targets. But you got to trust your feet. Trust your quarterback. Once this this, uh, safety creeps down, I believe this is Reed Blankenship. Dak probably understands right now the type of coverage he's looking at. It's either cover one or they're going to play some form of cover three. Drops back. Everything that he wants is pretty much taken away, right? You want CD Lamb? I've got double here. You want your primary guy? Inferred? I got a double here. One on one at the top, one on one at the top, and we're playing in the middle of the field. So he really doesn't have what he wants at the top of his drop. So we read one, if you take a look at Dak Prescott, two, which is the slant, three, which is Michael Gallup, and then we're out and we're trusting our feet. But when you look at the other angle, I want you to watch C.D. Lamb Raid there. So C.D. Lamb, if you take a look, has his eyes on Dak Prescott. And if you look earlier in the game, or later in the game, Dak was saying, watch my eyes, man. Watch my eyes. But C.D. Lamb knows, okay, one, two, three, he's got nothing. Dak is about to take off. Now watch C.D. Lamb's eyes. He knows Dak is going because the timing, right? He's trusting his feet, so I'm going to trust my quarterback. I'm not even looking at my cue. I'm not even worried about my cue because I know my cue is going to be where I need him to be. So he takes off, clears the route, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, touchdown. This offense is trusting each other. You're trusting your left tackle to not give up anything. You're trusting your offensive line to give you enough time. You're trusting your feet as a quarterback. And your wide receivers are trusting your quarterback. That's why it's my drive of the game.
1: Here we go. Here we go.
0: Here we go. It's become really fun to study this offense, ladies and gentlemen. Really, really fun to study this offense. It's again, always seems to be an answer. Always seems to be an answer. And that's just the first drive throughout. If you go look at the other two touchdown drives, same thing. The drive at the end of the, of the first half, same thing. When these guys are dialed in and locked in, aside from the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know that there is another offense that is this consistent, this dangerous, as the Cowboys. Now, dangerous might be a bit of a stretch because we know the team in Miami has some weapons that are dangerous, right? And they got a play caller that does some cool things, too. Now, we, we'll we we'll get there. We'll get to Miami. And I like Mike McDaniel. But he got a little bit of Kellen Moore in him. Just a little bit. Got a little bit of Kellen Moore in him. That plays in our favor. But you look at a Kyle Shanahan you look at a Mike McCarthy. Why are these teams, why are their offenses so consistent? Why are they so dangerous? Why why down in why the PCP? Well, Kyle Shanahan's been doing this for a while. Mike's been doing this for a while, and now he's adapting. I don't think that's a coincidence. Don't. All right, let's. Uh, what I wanted to do, I was going to do at the start of this thing. I wanted to read y'all super chats that I didn't get a chance to read last uh, yesterday because of the hard out. So allow me to read a few of these super chats before we hit the phone lines. If you want to call in three, five, one, nine, 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 three, seven, eight, seven is the call in line. So yesterday, appreciate you guys. For dropping some Super Chats. Super Chat. Didn't get a chance to get it all of them, but we're going to get to them. Topo Ty dropped five, and he said, man, F Philly, you think Shaq? Shaq B. Shaquille Leonard, I'm guessing, went in the locker room and said, damn, I picked the wrong team to sign with. I love the bomb squad. F Philly, salute to you, Tobo Ty, 100%. Now, here's the thing. What is, his, what is his goal? Is his goal to be with the best team, or was his goal to play? I think his goal was to play. Because if you go watch their linebackers, the linebackers are trash. So his goal was probably to play. Uh, Super chat. Tabak to miss prime. He dropped two and said, calling a ninja a Slurpee is filthy work. Shouts out to VIP. Super chat. Los Altos dropped two and said, good to meet you, bro. DC 4L, keep rolling. Um, I, I met Los Altos Sunday night at walk-ons. Again, a lot of a, a lot of fans are coming out to these things. This is the game to come out. That was the game to come out to for sure. Um, Man, it's awesome when I meet you guys, because y'all get a chance to see me as just a fan during game day. I'm just like, y'all. Nothing different. Super chat. Jay Grover, or or Junior Grover, said D-Law balled out. Super chat. Trayvon dropped five, and he said, Trayvon Wade said, Shady McCoy's only feedback on last night's game needs to be Dallas gave us crazy work. That's what he be saying. Crazy work. How about them Cowboys? And also... Or Jay Gower wanted us to shout out D Law again. So he dropped four to shots out D Law. And he have been doing that all year. D Law's that guy. I saw one creep up in here. Apologies, too, Uh Arlington Cook. Super chat. Drop five. Just showing love. Appreciate you. And below the heavens. Super chat. Drop two and said, what would you do to slow down our offense? I'm not giving that away. No, I'm just playing. Uh, I'd have to, I'd probably have to know what do I have on that side of the ball. I don't want to get too far into the Miami breakdown, but that's the one. I tweeted this out uh, last night. Vic Fangio. I know the whole blueprint thing, but, but, but Vic in reality, though, is a really good defensive coordinator. And if you give him a secondary that can compete, I personally do think he can make things tricky. Now, they went out and lost last night. So there's that. But nonetheless, I do think you have to have a secondary that can do some complex things on the back end. The problem is, unless you get home, and even if you are getting home, it doesn't really work, Dak is not the is not our young buck. Dak is one of the sharpest quarterbacks pre and post-snap. So you just pretty much, you, you have to be able to be physical with these wide receivers. You have to make Dak, I usually say come off a read two or three, but he does that well too. But you got to make Dak... Get through all his progressions, and if nothing is there, get home. I, I don't think there is a, a perfect or blueprint just yet. And here's why. I can't say, oh, yeah, just do what the, the 49ers did. This ain't the same offense. This is not the same offense. Maybe you do what the 49ers did if the Cowboys are running traditional, old-school West Coast one two three slant, mug the wide receivers, get physical at the line, throw off timing and things like that. But that's not what's happening anymore. They're mixing in some of that West Coast stuff with timing routes that are deep, with over routes, with clear outs, which, okay, you want to mug the wide receiver, fine. My job solely is to play non-hero ball and clear this half of the field open for CeeDee Lamb coming across. So you got to have a combination of a really good secondary and a rush that can get home. And that's why I find this funny below the heavens. I find it's hilarious when people say, well, let's see if Dak Prescott can can play well against da, 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 the Buffalo Bills, the, the, the Miami Dolphins, the Philadelphia Eagles, right This gauntlet of a schedule. To me, he's not playing Josh Allen. He's not playing to uh Mike McDaniels. He's not playing Ben Johnson and and golf and, and golfing those boys. He's not playing those guys physically. That's the defense they got to worry about that. So flip it. Are those defenses equipped? Okay, I just watched Buffalo go on the road, give up a ton of points. They were solid defense, but they let a rudimentary. They they let an elementary quarterback put up five touchdowns in the second half on them. Okay, not the same Buffalo defense. They don't got your Trader- Trader- uh, was it Tredarius, right? Trudarius right? White. Um, Von Miller is not the same Von Miller. They got a nice interior, but we've we've run into these things. So Buffalo's defense doesn't necessarily scare me like that. Let's go to Miami. I like my I do like what they have over there. They have a talented secondary. If Javon Holland plays, that's a safety that can do some things. And Vic loves to have a safety that knows what he's doing and cornerbacks that can make things tough. They do have the secondary to make things tough. They don't have Jalen Phillips anymore. Do like Christian Wilkins, really good. They do have the other pass rusher from Denver, really good. They got some pieces that can maybe make things difficult. So I'll give you that game will be very interesting. It will be. Detroit, no. I, I've watched teams do what they want against Detroit, no. We know what Washington is, no. We already done our thing on Philly, no. So when I see people say, well, Dax got to – Dak's got a what? He's not playing Josh Allen. He's not playing Mike McDaniels. Is your defense equipped to roll with us? No. There's really one, in my opinion, one team that has the front and the depth, the second level, and the third level to make things difficult for four quarters, and it's the San Francisco 49ers. It's that simple. They got the dudes. The scheme is not complicated. They got the dudes. Great question, and the remaining of this guy, I just don't think there's many defenses that can. I don't think there's many defenses that can stop the Cowboys, especially when if the Cowboys are starting to get their run game, I don't want to say going, but figuring out the distribution of the run game, right? Before, it was Tony Pollard, 12, 13 carries, Rico Dowdle, two. Sunday night, Tony Pollard, 15 carries, Rico Dowdle, 12, or whatever it was for Tony and Rico. that was that close, though, right? start getting that going a little bit more. Now you're worried about, okay, they are going to legitimately run the ball 25 times within their structure of the offense. They're not trying to be a running team. trying to be efficient, and we're trying to distribute the ball in the backfield with more than one person. It's another thing to think about. Oh, by the way, Jake Ferguson. Oh, by the way, C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks and Cavante. I don't think there is a defense. The Cowboys will see the rest of the way on this schedule that can trip them up if the Cowboys are just taking care of the ball and blocking it up well enough. I'm not even saying it got to be a clean game. I've watched Dak Prescott dice up a secondary in defense where he got sacked five times. I'm not saying it got to be a clean game up front. It just has to be blocked up enough. And Dak, Dak will lead you. I do. i lead up. Great question, though, below. Let's get... Uh, for a guy Marcus on the horn. What's good, Marcus? <laughs> hey, Scott. Good morning, man. What's going on? What's going on? Not much, my brother. How are you doing? Hey,
1: man. Please, please, man. Hey, I, I had to. I had to cut my water with some with some with some peppermint schnapps, man. Hey, that's that's sort of Woo! who tastes good. Ooh, it tastes, good it tastes good? But you know what? I, it's two things, man. I, one, I wasn't surprised, and, and for real. I, I stopped worrying. I stopped worrying about the game. I'm you like, after their first drive. I said, they just walked around the field on that. They're not going to have no trouble. I did not expect a blowout, but I felt like they could win the game. And so I, I stopped worrying. I was just watching. And, and I was really, really impressed. with. Uh, they got sloppy in the third quarter. I think they just got over, overconfident. I never thought I would say that they would get overconfident against a team like Philadelphia, which is still a good team. They, they are starting a team. They're starting a I never thought I would see them get to the point where they were almost arrogant. They were toying with them. They couldn't interfere with because they got floppy, you know. They weren't sending some drives off, a lot of stuff like that. And you, you, you kinda, I kind of don't want to see that, but, but that kind of tells you what kind of confidence they're playing with. And, and the other thing, man, I, I love the, the offensive line. we talked about them in passing, about how much better they've gotten. You know, especially with Tyler Smith over there, He's just on lock again. But, hey, man, that's going to be big going forward. I think Tony Pollard is going to be a real big difference maker on these next two games. He's so going, going to be playing outside in the elements and, and we'll probably – I won't say we, we'll have to hold to the offense some, but I do think, you know, in, in in games where you're probably going to have to, you know, be a little bit more careful with the football. But uh, well, what's the – temp- what's
0: play? it going to be like? We don't know what it's going to be like in Buffalo. If, if it's going to be regular-ass football weather, then – then no, you'll mm-hmm. be fine. But if if it's gonna be snowy and rainy and eighteen degrees mm-hmm. or something, then yeah, you, you you have your you have your element game plan like the Cowboys did week one. But if if uh, it's gonna be a, a balmy 45, 50 degrees or something like that in Buffalo, which yeah. I I don't know, you know, yeah. at three o'clock, yeah. then nah. I don't, we, yeah. we, unless you know the weather, I can't. I don't know what the weather is gonna be like, so I can't really say, you know how mm-hmm. how the game plan is gonna be. Right,
1: right, right. Well, yeah, well, yeah, Again, it's not probably not. They forecast that it's going to be like between you're going to be in the mid 40s. We might be 12 miles not at that. So it, that, sounds that, that like great well football weather to me. Yeah, it, it, yeah. That might that might well be summertime in Buffalo in December. So <laughs> right. hell, you know hell. That, yeah. So so. But you know, having said all that, man, I do like the fact that it, 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 it's like uh, it's like your man Jesse Hartman said that that the great Mike Irwin had said about these types of things. That you, you beat a man by attacking his weaknesses, but you break a man by attacking his strength. When you hear DeMarcus Lawrence say what he said after that game about, about how physical he, well, you know, D-Law built like that anyway. He crazy like that. Yeah, but
0: but but, but, the, but ESPN forgot the it. The I thought that was so funny. But anyway, go ahead. No,
1: no, no, no. I, I get it, man. That physical nature of, of, of playing up front, going after – because that's what Philly's strength is on both lines, offensively on the line. you got Michael over there, bloody and lane, Johnson's nose, and you got the defense, you know, just giving uh, – Jalen hurts all kinds of hell on the defensive front. So I, that's where you win football games, man, up front, to me. That's where you start to win football games anyway. You start to win up front. And uh, I just like it. I just like it. I can't wait. I think they should have given uh, uh, Buffalo this work, too. Josh Allen is Josh Allen, and I know people love him because he can be falling out of bounds and throw the football across his body twenty yards down the field and all that stuff. And that stuff looks good. You can sell a lot of tickets with that. But there's another reason why they're seventy-six over there because they're asking him to do too much. So uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. But I, I appreciate everything I do. Y'all doing over there, man? Love it. Love your know your film and your tape. Always love that. So uh, keep it pushing. Be our you.
0: Appreciate you, Marcus. Hey, I want to show y'all what he talked about with if you didn't see this yet. But once again, if you if you're on Twitter, I'm pretty sure you saw it. So you know D Law. This is this is this is D Law. It might even be mild for, for, for who D Law is. Let me see here. Boom, boom. Okay, it's not muted. Listen, listen to listen to our guy D Law talking about what he wanted to do to these There we go. Oh, hold on. Here we go.
1: The motherfucker in the face, over and over and over and over again, until they quit. And when they quit, hit them again and again and again and again. Hit the motherfucker in the face, over <laughs> and over.
0: So, so this this on ESPN. I guess it got shown. It wasn't supposed to get shown. It got shown, and right after he was like, we want to apologize for, for, for what we just showed y'all?" Love D-Law, man. Love D-Law. Come on. uh, Ain't no Josh. Hey, hey, T-Dub. I'll, look, T-Dub. I'm waiting. T-Dub said, ain't no Josh Allen got to chill this week, guys. So if you won't follow me on Twitter, you won't get it. But I can't wait. I can't wait to tweet out Josh Allen does not have to chill this week after he gives us a couple of them. Because he going to give us a couple, bro. He is... You want to talk about arrogant arms, and I don't mean to break down the bills because that's for tomorrow. Like, we really thoroughly going to break it down. I don't know of another quarterback in this league, including Patty. Because at the end of the day, Pat's not diabolical. Josh Allen's diabolical. And then sometimes it works. Sometimes it looks awesome, right? It looks crazy. How'd he make that throw? He, hell, he did one of them in against the uh, Chiefs. Rolling to his left, literally like this rolls a sideways pass, and, it, and uh, I think it was either Knox or Kincaid, and they, they get like 20 yards. I mean, dude is ridiculous when it comes to the talent. But then there's the, uh, the other end of the spectrum where the arm arrogance gets him in trouble. And I think Dan is going to have a plan. Pause. Or not pause, but bars. Dan is going to have a plan for Josh Allen to throw him off a bit. We'll see. We'll watch some film. will be fun, though. So I looked in the chat. Y'all told me it's going to be like 40-something and clear. If it's going to be 40-something and clear, then I don't think we need to change up much of anything. But uh, it it, it, did, it was nice to see the, the run game get going a little bit with Rico Dowdle. Kind of start to build him up a little bit because we are going to Buffalo. It's going to be a little colder. Um I'm not saying you're going to take the air out the ball completely, right? So maybe instead of throwing the ball 39 times, it's 33, 35. But you're 100% going to have to be able to have some form of a run game uh, so you can make that Buffalo defense at the second level at least commit. Just remembering the game I watched against the Eagles, and I'm going to pull that back up. They played a whole lot of a whole lot of shell, a whole lot of just falling back, and, and gave Philly, in my opinion, a ton of a ton of reasons to run. And they didn't do it. So I, 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 we'll see if Dallas does that. Rico need to rest that ankle. Yeah, hopefully he's all right. We're going to find out tomorrow. First injury report comes out tomorrow, yeah. The Guru, 46 degrees, no snow, deep free. Hey, if it's really 46, sunny, 325 game, maybe by the fourth quarter, it dips down to like 40 or something like that. I take that. But, but we are a dome team. We live in Texas. We're from Texas or not from, but practice. We are a Texas team. The weather is going to be different. It's going to be a bit of a culture shock to some of those who've been down here for a while. Maybe not to some somebody like a schoonmaker or, or or uh uh our other tight ends, the big ten tight ends, the hender shots of the world, Fergusons. But um for those who've been around. It's going to be a, a small culture shot going up there and playing in 40-degree weather. I mean, But it's football, man. They've been doing this their whole lives. Their whole lives. I, yeah, it's normal football weather, man. Lee said it'll, it'll be more like 30-something, 12 miles out. and the wind ain't really much. Now, now, if it starts dipping into the 30s, that's just cold. It is what it is. And the Cowboys, historically speaking, have not been great in the, in the 30-something degree weather. So they do got to prepare for that. As long as it's not raining, and as long as you're not getting like 20-something mile per hour winds that affects the kicks and affects your throws, you still can throw the rock. But if it start raining or it starts snowing, or that thing dipped to like 20 degrees or something like that, it gets a little weird. But it's going to get weird for them, too. I, look, I don't care how much you, you, you're you from Buffalo or you're playing in Buffalo. I haven't met a single NFL player that's like, Yup, man, playing in 22-degree, freezing cold, rainy weather is amazing. Nobody like doing that. Nobody like doing that. And... Everybody gets slowed up on the grass if it gets like that. Not just one team or one player. Everybody's, you know, in Madden they speed rankings might be a ninety-eight. You go play in the ugly weather like that, it might it might drop down to ninety-five or something. Everybody's does. So if you already fast and that guy, you know, across from you is not, well, in my opinion, the elements help you. Appreciate you, Roy. Roy Shell, drop one. Super chat. Said uh, Skywalker was on one Sunday night. Indeed, brother. Indeed. All right, one more refresh here. Good to go. I appreciate you guys throwing in the super chats. If you missed the breakdown, run this thing back telling you, man, something about this offense right now, something about this offense is clicking, something about this offense, not just clicking, it's been clicking for a while, for months, for more than half of the season at this point, but something about this offense feels different than it did in years past, and that's what I try to show you guys every week. Um, we're going to continue to break down this Buffalo, we ain't really break down a Buffalo today, we kind of just talking, just, just spitballing right now, but we're going to dive into it thoroughly tomorrow with Okoye. I, I want to start with the Buffalo's off. I do. I want to start with the offense. I want to talk about Josh Allen. I want to talk about Diggs. Uh, they asked Mike, or not Mike McCarthy? Dan Quinn. He said, "Hey, you going to ask Trayvon Diggs about his brother, man? Y'all going to have some words?" He said, "Nah, I wouldn't do that to him, man. That's family." But Al Harris is going to ask him, <laughs> as you should. Put me in that situation. I love my brothers to, to death. But if I know something they like to do to get the dub, hey, dog, on that stem, he like to huh, huh, and cut in. If you see him tuck his chain in, he about to run it out. I'm giving up all the secrets. I, I'm giving up all the secrets. Call it espionage. Call it you a traitor. What happened to family first? Between those lines for 60 minutes. You ain't family. You ain't family. Not between those lines for 60 minutes. No, sir. I'm giving away all the secrets. Hold nothing back, Trayvon Diggs. Hold nothing back. Yeah, he said DQ said he won't. See, DQ being nice, you know. DQ's a defensive line guy. Al Harris going to that film room like I don't give a damn about your relationship with your brother Trayvon. What do he like to do? I needs all the intel. Sweep the leg. We could have had Digs versus Dig, Bernie. We were we were excited for that when the, when the schedule came out when we knew we were playing the AFC East. I was so excited for that when we did the breakdown of of uh, quarterbacks. Funny, I wish I could go back and visit that, by the way. But the top 10 quarterbacks the Cowboys will face, right? Hilarious that I didn't have Brock Purdy on there because I thought Brock Purdy was not going to play. I thought he was a rotator cuff or whatever. So Brock wasn't even on there. But Josh Allen and his weapons were up there, and mainly because of Diggs and Josh Allen's arm. And we talked about the Diggs versus Diggs, and and I thought that Diggs would be able to get a couple off of of Josh Allen, Well, maybe now it's DeRon Bland. Maybe it's Ron Marcus Hardison on the way out says, Shots out to Aubrey, a.k.a. Legatron. We can't call him Legatron. There's already a Legatron. He is Butter or he is Aubermatic, but there is already a Legatron. We can't recycle that name. Hell, he's still kicking in this league. He's still kicking. But that is is Brandon Butter Aubrey or Brandon Aubermatic. That seems to be where we're where we're leaning towards with the nickname, but I can't give him Legatron. Butter Brandon. I'm going to hit up my uh, my peoples down there. Like, hey, look, I know y'all ain't trying to waste y'all money or nothing like that, but if y'all need me to donate some Tims to make it funny, I donate some Tims. I got some old ones. I just want to see his reaction. Or what is this? Who's Legatron? Uh, we used to have him, man. Greg Zerline. The original Legatron. The original Legatron is Greg Zerline. He's kicking right now for the New York Jets. Yeah, I might look into that, brother. I got to go back and uh, and look at that breakdown. I think we did two shows. We did top 10 quarterbacks the Cowboys were facing. We did top 10 weapons. And I think we nailed the weapons. Um, because we put the Seattle Seahawks in the top three. I think Seahawks for me were three. I think I had Chargers up there, too, before Mike Williams went down. And then, obviously, Philly with A.J. Brown and them. But I think we nailed that. Uh, San Fran was just on the outskirts because at the time, I was like, Debo, he's, he's, he's catching on now. But I think we nailed that. The quarterback one, though, I don't, I don't think I nailed that one. I, I got the top five, but I don't think I got the bottom five. I don't think I got the bottom five. All right, look. Quick, fast, easy show. Tomorrow, though, probably going to be the exact opposite. We're we're going to be breaking down this Buffalo game. We had some fun. Yesterday was about emotions, right? Yesterday was the emotions of the game. Today was about the how-to, and tomorrow we move forward against this Bills because I personally think the Bills team is better than the Eagles team or more dangerous or whatever. Probably because I think they got a better quarterback, but, hey, ain't my problem. We try to tell them about their quarterback. So, me and Nikoya will be breaking that down. It'll be a great one. And then Thursday, I'll have Pat Nosey Walker on. We'll be talking about what's happening at the Star. And then Friday, we kind of wrap up the week and get ready for this one. We get ready for this one. With that said, push the
1: goddamn button.
0: Push the goddamn button. I'm pushing the button, man. Glock 17. Ooh, I like that, Marcus Hardison. He is a weapon. He can be a long distance shooter too. Legamus is Prime is crazy. <laughs> Legamus <is> Prime. <laughs> we out of here, man. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Catch you tomorrow. Actually, catch you later on. Vosh Barty Live. Peace.